Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo esports podcast. My name is Josh, aka JK Fire, and this week, you know, believe it or not, I'm joined by Will, aka Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you today? Doing great. That's great to hear. It's what, a, what, what a, uh <laughs> It's been a great weekend. It was a phenomenal weekend. It was. There was Halo all weekend. Oh my god. I was waiting so long for not only a tournament, but an MLG tournament. And it, they they definitely came through. It was a show. It was a great show. Based off everybody on Twitter, like every pro player on Twitter, MLG really did come through with a great event, a great comeback, I guess you could say. Yeah, so. I saw a lot of positive feedback on what they were doing. Um, Something that I did not see being talked about at all was the audio issues that happened on the first day, which were just ridiculous but i'm glad they got it all sorted out and i'm glad it worked out in the end but yeah there were some decent audio issues um and then something else i want to hit on before we get into the actual show is that i loved how um they constantly had content even through the breaks so like they had the bravo stream up and whatnot so you always had something to watch instead of a commercial break which was great because seeing the same fucking samsung qled commercial 50 times in a row got annoying pretty quickly oh yeah and while the visual effects of pacific rim look great oh yeah seeing them a (laughs) hundred times over and over again start to wear on you a little bit just a little bit just a little bit i love john boyega as much as the next person but holy shit just come out with the movie already and put something else in there (laughs) um but ladies and gentlemen this is episode eight of hcs pro talk for the week of february 19th well february 20th i guess you could say 2018 because we record this on monday and post it on tuesday um what i was gonna say a couple weeks ago because i came over during like a snowstorm i remembered what i wanted to say we come to you rain or shine sleet snow bullshit doesn't matter we bring it to you every week regardless (laughs) that's what i wanted to say it finally all came back to me um but yeah we're, we have a lot to talk about with MLG Orlando, but before we get into that, let's talk about a couple uh, pieces of news along with one roster media piece of information that we have as well. Um, first and foremost, Will, yeah, what's the one piece of roster media that we have this week? It looks like Baby J has left Hilted Towers. He's uh, no longer a member of that team. Um, after not being happy with his MLG Orlando placing. Yeah, I, I saw his tweet earlier today, and that's pretty much all it said. Ba- like, I believe it said just based off placing, he wasn't happy with it, he's moving on. So we'll see what team he gets picked up by, if he gets picked up by anybody. He's a young gun, he's got a lot of talent, so we'll see what happens there. Um, Something I found funny, and I never even paid attention because... I guess, I'm sorry, but because of their placing, that their name is Tilted Towers, and that's kind of funny. because it's a Fortnite the, yeah, reference. It's a Fortnite location. Um, so, there you go. Baby J, here's hoping you get picked up by some people quickly, because uh, Columbus is right around the corner. And not only that, but Game Battles tournaments are happening every week. Uh, let's see. That's the only piece of roster mania that we have. So, moving on to the news real quick. Will, do you have the link up? I can have it up very quickly. Here. I'm going to let you take the first piece of news. I'll talk about the second piece since there's two. All right. Well, the Halo regional skins will be delayed indefinitely. Um, I'll read this verbatim here. 
from, it looks like, Sketch at 343 Industries. Yes. This week, we are putting the finishing touches on plans to release a small collection of decorative national flag skins for the UK, Australia, Canada... Canadian. <laughs> I say that all the time. You're not the only first. You're not. You're not the only person that says a, that. Is it a Minnesota thing? Is it, it like might our be. accent? Are we just that stupid that we just say Canada? They're right above us, and we. <laughs> are you kidding me? Let me restart. Okay. This week we are putting the finishing touches on plans to release a small collection of decorative national flag skins for the UK, Australia. Canada, Mexico, and the United States. But in light of the seriousness of the current climate, and with input and feedback from some of our regional partners, we have decided to delay the release indefinitely. Lots of folks worked hard to make the decorative decals, and we know that players were anticipating them in the spirit of fun and competition in which they were originally intended. However, we feel that releasing these items now would be inappropriate. The rest of our Halo World Championship tournament activity will continue as planned, and we'd like to take this moment to say simply, be good to each other. So, a lot of PR speech yes. in that statement, but you, we know, everybody knows why they delayed these skins. Um, I, I still hope they come out, and I hope they come out before uh, the finals, like the World Championship finals. Maybe there won't be as many people doing really heinous fucking things to other humans. Um, one can only hope. So I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, the next piece of news, if you guys did not tune in to MLG Orlando over the weekend, or if you did happen to, but you missed this, the Halo World Championship 2018 Finals to take place at CenturyLink Field Event Center. And if you guys don't know what that place is, that is the home of the Seattle Seahawks, the NFL team with cool colors. That's and, all they have, cool colors. And the Legion of Boom. But probably after this year, they probably won't have the Legion of Boom anymore considering people are going to leave. But that's besides the point. Um, the Halo World Championship is the biggest and most prestigious event in the Halo Esports calendar. It's the crown jewel, with more than a million dollars in prizing on the line, as well as the right to claim the title of best Halo players in the world. Finding a venue to match the spectacle of this such an event in Halo Esports is always a challenge. You have to find a destination, and one that people can easily travel to, and have an unforgettable in-person experience, but also one that ensures a premium experience for viewers at home. When we announced that a new era of Halo Esports had begun in partnership with MLG, we teased that the finals venue for the Halo World Championship is coming home to Seattle. We're excited to dive deeper today because 343 Industries and MLG are excited to share that from April 13th to the 15th, the top 16 teams from around the world will compete for $1 million inside CenturyLink Field Event Center. Um, let's see... Okay, I'll read the rest of it because there is one more piece of information that's very important in case you're interested in going to the event. Um, having the Halo World Championship Finals here in Seattle is going to be huge, literally. At CenturyLink Field Event Center, we'll be able to support the one of the biggest audiences we've had at a competitive Halo event. And we'll be working with MLG to ensure fantastic in-person and at-home experience. Nobody puts on a better show in esports. Very true. We know that having a venue that matches the prestige of the Halo World Championship is very important to our fans, and we hope uh, you're as excited as we are about seeing your favorite teams and players compete in Seattle. Tickets are planned to go on sale Thursday, February 22nd, 
So don't miss your opportunity to join us for a Halo event like no other. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's at the home of the Seattle Seahawks and tickets go on sale this Thursday. So two days from when this episode posts. And I got confirmation from my wonderful wife, Natana, that we will be going to the World Championship Finals in Seattle, and I'm super excited, and I'll leave it at that. Um, Let's see. Speaking of Orlando, well, speaking of the Halo World Championship, yeah, MLG Orlando happened last weekend, and it was a spectacle, and I was super excited. Will, were you super excited? Oh, yeah. It was great. It was great. Now, a couple of my predictions kind of did not come true. But for the most part, we were right. The top yeah. two, and then three and four. And then, um, let's see. We did not get the EU placings right. No, surprisingly. Well, let's let's go through let's, it. Let's, let's yeah, go from let's, let's go let's, let's go top down. All right. Take the first one. Who took first place? All right. In your grand finals. So you're going to get first and second here. You had Splice versus Optic. Uh, Splice took home the bacon. <laughs> they got 20 grand. They did. And 25,000 pro points per player. Um, Optic took second. And yeah, 10 grand and 15,000 pro points. And we'll get into, because I put the note that series down in the notes below. We'll get into that once we get to the recaps of some of the important series that happened. Okay, so we'll go through placings now. We'll yes. talk about the series in a second. Um, top three, four was uh, no surprise, really. Team Envious took third with uh, $6,000 going to them and 11,000 pro points per player. Team Reciprocity, again, no surprise, took fourth with $4,000 going to the team and 9,000 pro points per player. You can take fifth and sixth. We're just gonna keep switching off. Yeah, we'll just do. Right. Yeah, we'll keep going by twos. In fifth, Renegades, um, three grand and eight thousand pro points. In sixth, Fyra Gaming with Suspector Sa- Sabinator, L Town, and Arctic, three grand eight thousand pro points as well. That's the important one, and we'll get to that one in a little bit. Yes, but that placing for Fyra is very important, and let's just say, Will. That I lost my bet. You lost your bet. I did. I lost the bet. Um, taking seventh place was Oxygen Supremacy. $2,000 went to them and 7,000 pro points per player. And then Straight Rippin' coming in eighth. Rounds out the top eight. Taking $2,000 as well. 7,000 pro points per player as well. All right. For ninth and tenth, we're kind of a surprise. Um, Vexed Gaming took uh, home five... 5,500 pro points, sorry. And Team Infused in 10th took 5,500 pro points as well. So, yeah, both EU teams didn't place top six. I we, thought at least one. Yes, we thought Infused it, was going to. I thought they would break at least top eight. To see them down True. in 10th was kind of a surprise for me. Right, and we'll get into the fight. We'll talk about fire in a little bit, but that was... if We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, taking 11th was Tilted Towers. Again, we just talked about Baby J leaving this team, considering they placed 11th. Um, 5,500 pro points per player. And then 12th was Fable Esports out of the EU with 5,500 pro points per player. 
13th, we have Mentality Esports, um, 4,500 pro points. And then in 14th, we have Mind Freak with, again, 4,500 pro points. 15th, Wise Gaming, 4,500 pro points. And 16th was Wise Frag with 4,500 pro points. I have to say, I kept getting them confused during the, <laughs> the tournament because they both had Wise. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, dude, let's see. 17th, Usual Suspects. 3,000 pro points. And 18th, Mistro. Maestro. Maestro. Ah, I see what they did there. Yep. Maestro Gaming, 3,000 pro points as well. Rounding out the top 20, 19th, the Swindle Squad. It's a great name. That's pretty good. Yeah, with 3,000 pro points per player. And number 20, Cutting Edge, with 3,000 pro points per player. Now, the reason I wanted to include all of the teams that placed here because there are some notable ones before we get into the nitty gritty of the series. Couple things I want to hit on. Um, Mind Freak. If I'm not mistaken, they won every single game battles tournament. Yes, they did. For the Australia New Zealand region. And they took 14th overall in this competition, which makes me believe that those EU and NA teams are just that much better. And then. We have, because if I'm not mistaken, yeah, Usual Suspects, um, which were the Latin America team, took 17th overall. And that was one of the top teams in the Mexico-South America region. So, it really just goes to show... Now, granted, Usual Suspects did have, I believe, a slightly changed roster due to visa uh, problems and whatnot. Right. But still... That pretty much goes to show you that these EU and NA teams are at a whole other caliber. So we'll see what happens with this London Open coming up. We'll see what ho- what happens with their regional finals, respectively. So what do you, what I do you have bring to say? up a topic here? Go for it. Um, with the EU teams obviously not performing as well as NA, and same with other regions. True. How do they get better when they cannot play on a stable connection across continents against these great NA teams? It almost seems like they're going to be locked at where they are because they, they don't have the competition to get better. Okay. I see where you're coming from, and I'm going to say this. I think... So at DreamHack Denver last year, okay... Not as many teams competed as at MLG Orlando. All right? Okay. Infused took top six. It's the first time it's ever happened. Everybody was minds blown across the board, right? Yep. More teams competing in MLG Orlando, maybe that resulted in them getting their ninth, tenth placing that they got. To kind of answer your question, I'm going to say that all that it really takes is just practice. Because this is going to sound weird, and this may not make a lot of sense, and I apologize if it doesn't, listeners. But, and we'll talk about it a little bit as well, but I'm going to touch on this real quick. Splice handily beat Optic in the final. Okay? Yep. Optic trains for this every day. Oh, yeah. They practice every day. Therefore, I, I think the reason why Splice won is because it's younger talent. And I'll talk about that later and you'll see why. But the fact that Optic, it was a convincing second place for them. And the fact that Envy 3-0'd them 
in the winner's semis, which we'll talk about, I think any team could take it. Now, I don't think the, I'm really sorry to say this, but I don't think any of the other regions are going to come close. But I definitely think EU teams like Vexton and Fuse definitely have a chance to break not only top six, but go further. I think it only just comes down to practice. Yeah, connection for some people might be an issue, but I don't think connection for everybody's an issue. And, I mean, they don't have bad internet in the EU. Not all the time. I bet they. I, I bet some of them have the same issues we do, where you only have a certain amount of providers to go through. Yeah. So, I think it all just comes down to practice, and if you're dedicated enough to be that good of a player. So the EU teams just need to get on that practice grind. Yep. Harder. Harder than what they've been doing. Way harder. I'm talking about like. Now I've heard that you know these some of the NA teams will watch you know other streams, pull video from past. Events for sure to watch strategies right i mean that's how i think that's how you practice you watch the strategy you get a group together and have them pull that strategy so you can try to counter it right you go play by play yeah it's uh did you hear i think it was shotzi who was in an interview after they defeated envy to drop envy into the losers bracket for championship sunday if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure shotzi said that uh because the the commentator asked him what they were going to do for the night on Saturday night. And he said, we're going to go watch film. Yeah. Like we're going to prepare for the next match because that's what we need to do. It's a really, really smart answer. Go watch film. Get prepared for the next tournament. Get, re- get, pre- get prepared for the next scrims, whatever it may be. Or hell, just play online. Who gives a shit? Just play the game. I get it if you want to take a slight break after Orlando. Jet lag is a bitch. I get it. I understand. But as soon as you need to get back on that grind as quickly as possible. And I definitely think the EU teams can definitely do something against these NA teams. And then also, if I'm not mistaken, um, it was, who did they take a game off of? Infuse either took a game off of Splice or Optic. And I forget who it was, but they took a game off of them. And, I definitely believe that they can hang up there with them. Um, let's see. Is there anything else you want to talk about there before we get into the FFA? No, let's go on to some free-for-all. All right. So, it was a six-man free-for-all at MLG Orlando. Top person taking home $2,000. And let's just run this down. Do you mind if a, I... No, go ahead. It was a very close game for those who didn't watch it. It was. It came down to the last few seconds with trading kills back and forth. Did you get a screenshot of the post-game report? Not of the free-for-all, no. I looked all over Twitter There's and read nothing? it for it, and I couldn't find it. And I, the funny thing is, and I'm stupid, I paused the stream on the post-game report. But I pressed play before I fucking took a screenshot myself, oh. and I should have. Because I, you're right, I think it was like... 34 kills for first and then it was 33 for second or something like that i think it was yeah like yeah 34 33 if not 36 35 okay well what, either way it was fucking close yeah with like all all but all but sixth place yeah all top all top five were within a couple kills yes it was, it was insane um so first place was gold star br taking home two grand second place was vetra taking home 1250 and if i'm not mistaken i looked him up on twitter he's 15 years old vetra Young gun. He is. Um, and I'm guaranteed he will be at Columbus. No doubt. 
and he will more than likely compete there too. And he will more than likely be probably in the final at the finals. Did I hear right that this was how Pistola came up was through free-for-all? Somewhat, I believe. Kind of getting recognized through that. So probably we might be looking at more young talent coming from free-for-all in the pro league. And that's what it used to be um, back in the original MLG days was that like the big flex Four FFA, um, a lot of talent would be taken from taken from that. I believe another one was Amish Acorns. He was a Halo 3 pro. He came out, um, Halo 3, Halo Reach, and he came out of FFA and was placed on a neighbor's team. Neighbor, he used to work at 343, if you guys did not know that. I don't think he works there anymore. But, yeah, just it, it is a lot of young gun talent, a lot of new talent, a lot of fresh talent that can be picked up by these teams who are looking for a potential fourth. So, good for them. Um, Slinky takes third with $750. SLG taking fourth with $500. If you guys don't know SLG, he plays for... I'm going to scroll up real quick. Uh, Fable Esports, which took 12th overall for the 4v4. Um, Fluriously taking 5th place for $300. And 6th was Dark Matter taking home $200. Dark Matter, hopefully you can bring some... uh, I don't know what region you're from, but... If you go to Columbus or any of these other tournaments with FFAs... Perform a little bit better, bud. That's what I'm going to say. I don't mean that in a dick way, but you were way down there compared to everybody else. I'm sorry, man. I want you to perform better, though. I want there to be more competition. Hell, I want you to take first. Dark Matter, you're taking first next tournament, all right? (laughs) That's just it. You want more competition. You want that. It was great to have the top five, but man, you throw someone else in there and it's just even more chaos. It creates creates such a a cool environment, a competitive environment. More headlines for our show. More headlines. There you go. (laughs) Um, okay. And then I'll include links to all of these in the show notes because we do that every week, but I have the brackets for open losers, open winners, pool play, championship losers, and championship winners. Again, links to all that will be in the show notes. Okay. Let's get into these notable series. Let them have it, Josh. All right. First and foremost, this was probably, this was the biggest in my opinion considering where it took place in the tournament. If you guys did not watch, or you guys want to relive the memories, Envy versus Optic in the winner's bracket semifinals. Envy was the first team to ever defeat Optic Gaming with a 3-0 sweep. Ever. It's the first time Optic Gaming has ever been 3-0 swept, and it's also the first time Optic Gaming has lost in a semifinal match. They've never lost in semis. And then I also noted while games one and two within the series were very close, like coming down to either the last point or last kill or last flag cap, game three was not. Envy destroyed them in game three. Yeah, they took that convincingly. They whooped them. And then as we'll come to talk about, that didn't last so long for Championship Sunday. But for the record, Envy was the first team to ever do that. Envy on Saturday were playing unbelievably well. And I'm so happy because when... Did you listen to Pistola's after-series interview? I did not catch it. Okay. It was incredible. They asked him, um, how does it feel to defeat Optic in this way and blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, honestly, it feels good. But the thing that he said that really struck a chord with me is that he said that 
this this roster that he put together. It's a lot of new talent. It's a lot of young guys who just want to get better at the game. And it's a lot of sincere, nice, thoughtful, respectful individuals who don't have egos and who don't have it out for any other player. That is the type of team that Pistola thrives on. And Saiyan and Trippy were playing out of their minds for the tournament. And those are the younger guys. Boo Boo Dubu is playing pretty damn well as well. So I'm expecting a lot of good things for these guys going forward if they stick together. And I really hope they do. Because taking third place at this tournament, when you just made this roster, yeah, only good things are going to come. Yep. I saw a lot of smart moves out of Boo Boo Dubu. Holding down areas, not pushing when he shouldn't be, pushing when he should be. Right. It was, yeah, it was he was he was on top of it. And then Sane and Trippy were getting the kills that they needed to kill. The kills they needed to get in order to get map control or advantage or anything like that. And then, of course, uh, Pistola was just staying alive like he usually does. He's the wizard. He's the wizard. <laughs> um, And that, that haircut, they, they asked him about the haircut, too. And I, I forgot exactly what he said about it. But if you guys haven't seen this fucking meme online yet, it's hilarious. It's So, Pistola cut his hair. Um... So it's not long flowing anymore. It's it's how it looked when he first started competing. So it's short. He looks like he's 12. I believe we did tweet this out at HCS Pro Talk. Did we? I believe I did tweet the nice. meme. Nice job. It's so good. It's so good. Um, so yeah. Probably the next biggest series for me was Fire Gaming versus Straight Rippin' in the loser's bracket round four. Fire Gaming from the open bracket so again, this is me losing the bet that we made last week. Defeated Straight Rippin in a 3-0 fashion. Fire was running on all cylinders and continued on within the tournament to eventually be defeated by Reciprocity 3-1 in the next round of the loser's bracket. So, Fire Gaming was playing incredibly well. And here's what's shitty. So yeah, I lost the bet. And yeah, I'll find somebody on Fire and I'll go on their stream and I'll tell them how sorry I am that I doubted them. But... I shouldn't have doubted them because I forgot about this fucking roster. I agree. I did not remember Fire Gaming. Yes. And straight, I'm sorry. But yeah, if I would have looked at Fire's roster, then I... Now, I, people are going to think... Like, people are going to hear me say this and they're going to be like, well, you're saying that now because they won. But in all honesty, knowing the players on Fire versus the players on straight, I probably would have gone for Fire in the series as well. And I think the only reason why straight was in um, was in pool play and Fyra wasn't was because Fyra probably made their team recently and they didn't have as many pro points as straight did. Makes so sense. if Fyra would have had more pro points, they would have been in pool play and they would have continued on like they did. So Fyra, good job to you guys. Straight, I hope you guys step it up for Columbus. And... Fuck me, I lost that bet. <laughs> um, Another um, thing from straight was yeah. that Nemesis was doing a really good job of positioning. However, his teammates weren't getting the kills around him to make him stay alive. That's what I was noticing out of out of straight. Okay, so that's, that's good. One, to thing know. To, one thing to look forward. That was on. Uh, I think that Fire versus Straight was on. Was that on the side station? Yes, it was. Okay, I was going to say, I tuned in for a little bit of that, yeah. 
Um, I tuned in after game two, so I saw game three. Let's see. Next up was Optic Gaming versus Renegades in the losers bracket round five. Optic Gaming defeats Renegades in a 3-0 sweep to continue within the tournament, leaving Renegades with the top six finish. This series went the exact same way as the very first Halo World Championship Finals in 2016. How do I know this? Because I paid really close attention. <laughs> I remember I remember the 2016 World Finals like the back of my hand. You remember why? Do you know why, Will? What, why? why? CLG, now Optic, same roster, played against... Um, allegiance nated was on allegiance at the time it was going to be nated's first win if they would have won but and i'll read verbatim game one ended with a total reset of capture the flag on coliseum if i'm not mistaken game one in that series was capture the flag on coliseum in the world championship 2016 which ended in a complete reset and then Within the reset, Optic Gaming came back from being down two flag captures to nothing to then end up winning the game 3-2. Optic then proceeded to win the next two games, finishing the series 3-0. Optic ran the same clinic against Allegiance in the Halo World Championship 2016 Finals with a complete reset, reset on CTF on Coliseum, leading Optic to win that game along with the rest of the series in convincing fashion. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that CLG, now Optic, swept Allegiance in the final of 2016. I think. And if I'm right, I mean, it was probably a best of seven. It, it was a best of seven at the World Championship 2016 because it was the finals. But the fact that it played out damn near exactly the same kind of blew my mind. I was like, oh, that's really fucking yeah. funny. Um, But actually, another thing I want to hit on here. Congratulations to Renegades for taking a top six finish. Because that squad consists of a lot of veterans with Neptune. And by veterans, I mean it as APG, Lunchbox, who doesn't have Roy anymore, um, Neptune, and Ace. So, a lot of veterans still being able to take a top six finish there on a squad that they kind of just put together as well. So, good for them there. Um, Let's see. Optic Gaming versus Team Envious in the Losers Finals. I said we were going to talk about this matchup again, and here we are. Optic Gaming defeated Team Envious in the Losers Bracket Final with a series score of 4-2, showing that Optic can bounce back from anything and that they are not playing poorly whatsoever when it comes to Championship Sunday. Team Envious takes third overall for MLG Orlando, and while they did get defeated by Optic, they look, they look to bounce back better than ever at MLG Columbus. So, Will, you and I talk about this all the time. Optic do what Optic do, and they win games. Yep. Um, And they... I. In my mind, they flipped that optic switch where... It was definitely evident on Sunday that they yes. were on another level. Yep. They probably went back to the hotel rooms and they talked about it like, we're way better than this. And Envy were probably probably playing lights out on Saturday, but it's like, we win, so we're going to go do that and we're going to win. But, unfortunately for them, it didn't end that way because Splice versus Optic Gaming in the Grand Finals. Splice defeated Optic Gaming 4-1. And became the MLG Orlando champions, holding Optic to the first best of seven series. Splice appeared to be in dominant fashion, just as they had during their win at DreamHack Atlanta in 2017. While the roster did change since then, Splice are clearly showing that the raw talent of the young members of the squad are nothing to be messed with. I do not see this train stopping anytime soon, and other teams will need to be putting in massive amounts of work in order to try and compete toe-to-toe -to -toe with this Splice roster. So I'm going to say this. 
I said at the beginning of this show, like the very beginning, like episode one, two, that my worry was that their young mentality was going to get in their heads and they were going to screw up. I'm eating my words right now because they beat Optic in the very first best of seven. It didn't go to a second one and they beat him in very convincing fashion as well. Um, may, I, may, one or two of the games may have been close, but it was like... Splice was on fire the whole tournament. They were. They had it on lock. There was no... There was absolutely no stopping them whatsoever. But those are the series that I have. Will, do you have anything else to add? I'm just going to say, I see from the teams right now, mm-hmm. Splice and Optic 1 and 2... Clearly, I mean, like they showed they they play on a different level. I believe Envy Envy showed they could reach that level on yes. Saturday. Yep, but it's not consistent enough yet for me to say that they're going to take over Optic on that two spot or that you know or splice in that fact. And this is why I say that with Columbus being a month away, they have now that they're solidified themselves as, a, as an actual roster that they're probably going to stick with. I think they can finally take this time and really hone in because. They only can go up from here. The work that they put in is only going to help them. Yep. So that's what I'll say about that. No, I think Envy has the potential. They just need to, like you said, practice, get down to it, and show that they can beat Optic and Splice. Right. And take home the world championship. (laughs) I would would cry. I would probably actually cry. I think they have the, like I said, I think they have the potential. They just need to do it. Right. And I think that with, with Boo Boo being as good as he is and with Pistola being as much of a veteran as he is, I really think that they can help uh, Saiyan and Trippy. Not that they need, I'm not saying they need help, but like they can really mesh together. It seems like they mesh really well together and work off one another and just progress further. Before we move on into the stats that we have from the wonderful HaloDataHive.com. Will, let's talk about reciprocity for a minute. Okay. Because they they took fourth, which was what we thought was going to happen, but I think the same thing that we thought happened happened as well, where I don't think they showed up again. It's- or as much as I was hoping they were going to, they don't see they they need to they need to light a fire under their ass. Yeah, they need to get their fucking ass in gears. It seems like they're just lackadaisical, kind of just there to be there. That's they're a good not, word. Lackadaisical? That's a badass word. I like that. <laughs> Woo! Okay. So they they need to get going. It just seems yeah. like they're they they're not in go mode. They're not in drive. They just come on, guys. Come right. on. And then when they do get something going, they don't keep that momentum they don't keep that consistency going throughout the series it's like they just fizzle yeah and there's too much talent on that roster for that to happen i mean seriously you have multiple national championship winners snipe down you have h2a breakout player uh spartan penguin i don't think he's gotten a championship win yet but he's gotten very close multiple times and then mcwin like just a, a top caliber player as well with i believe championships under his belt as well there's too much talent too much talent 
what the fuck? Could, I mean, could it be a case where there's talent, but they just don't work well together? Very well could be. Maybe maybe their their strategies are different where they're looking just doesn't time up right. They just decided to take four powerhouses and shove them into one team and see what happens. Yeah. That very well could be. And for, for the record, until we see something different out of them, that's kind of what we have to go off of. Yeah. So, reciprocity, you guys really need to bring it. Not only, I mean, yeah, the game battles are the game battles tournaments, but Columbus, A game, guys. Actually, fuck it. A plus game. They need it. Yep. They really do. I would still, I, I'm still hoping envy reciprocity in the finals, man. I'm hoping for them one, two. We'll see what happens, though. Splice well, is just on that whole other fucking level. Yeah. Splice is on another level. I would like to see reciprocity be optic once. Yeah. To kind of like bring back that snipe down versus lethal. That'd be great. Shit that happened. Yeah. It was a little, yeah. There's a little rivalry there. Um, And by little, I mean huge. Let's see. All right. So that does it for the tournament recap for the most part. But again, thanks to halodatahive.com, we have some wonderful statistics. This is what we've been asking for. We got it, Will. Yeah. He put them up. Hell yeah. Uh, what d- great work, too, to follow all these stats and get them all into one spot. He followed every single game. Every single one. Every yeah. single one. And posted results for every single one. So I know. Like, what a fucking badass. Um, let's just do this. Uh, do you have it up right now? It's loading. Okay. Oh, great. Oh, here we go. All right. Uh, you take the first one. We'll go. We'll just go back and forth. Do you want to make your? Do you want to make your note right now? Mine might be in a different order because I'm on mobile. What do you only, have first? Deaths per game. What do you have second? Assists per game. What do you have third? Kills per game. We're in the same. Okay, we're good. Okay, we're good. We're good. Because I I zoomed in, which made it look like mobile mode. I guess you could say. Fair so enough. we're good. So go ahead and take deaths per game. And put your caveat in here first before we actually okay, do this. Some of these stats are a bit skewed. because A bit. Not as Like many, a lot. <laughs> so obviously as players progress through the tournament, they play more games, which you get a bigger average score, which could actually lessen... You're placing on you're this. You're placing on this. Right. Because U.S. Faffy has 9.58 deaths per game in his number one. So with the, but he has the least amount of deaths per game in least, the tournament. Yes, yes. Thank you for clarifying the way I... That's... I, I'm happy to clarify. I need to add something to what you're saying. Okay. If you look at that deaths per game list, who you just stated is on usual suspects. All four players... Of usual suspects are in that deaths per game list for having some of the lowest deaths per game in the tournament. For reference, they play 17th overall. Yeah. So that sh- there you go. That that should tell you shit skewed. All right. Go ahead. Second would be Royal 2 at 9.62. Again, US. I don't think we need to explain Shenjor? all of these. Okay. I'd say just go with like the big ones. Okay. So the the we, main ones that yeah. you're going to see in deaths per game column. Royal 2 with six, 9.62. Renegade from Splice, 10.27. Neptune, 
from Renegades. Yep. Young Gun. 10.71. And Suspector, 10.77. Got Rain from Oxygen Supremacy with 10.83. And then again, APG from Renegades with 10.96. So good for them on that front. So, Will... Let's yeah, let's just do that. Let's stick with top eight teams. Because okay. therefore those statistics are like legitimate and they yep, kind of yep. stuck through the whole damn thing. You know what I mean? All right. And you know who the top eight are. Um and then also uh, we've said it before and I'll say it again. If you guys want to check out these statistics for yourself, we'll include a link to this in the show notes as well. So don't think that we've forgotten about that. Um the lowest, I mean the the most amount of assists per game. Let's see. We have Three, this is something to note, three out of the four members on Reciprocity have the most assists, have some of the most assists per game in this tournament. With Penguin, 11.32, Mickwin with 10.72, and Spartan with 10.68. Um, I really don't need to talk about Commonly and Shooter because they I don't think they place very high, but I'll also place in there... Pistola rounding out the top, what is it, 10? Yeah, the top 10 with 10.44 assists per game. Perfect. On to kills per game. Now, this this could play into my their strategy, and they just don't meld well. Works, I, again, I see what you're saying. Here on kills per game, reciprocity, two members in the top 10. Yep. Snipe down with 16.28. Actually, the top out of the tournament. Yep. And Sparty, a little bit further down the list, kind of mid-bottom, 14.48. Um, another note, Envy. From Envy Saiyan, 15.08 kills per game. He was fucking slaughtering. He was on point. And then Frosty from Optic, 14.57. And then again, rounding out the bottom here in ninth, Shotzi. 14.42. And Shotzi was playing out of his mind as well. But yes. I think you're I think you're like 100% on point there. Snipe down having the most kills per game in the entire tournament and they took fourth. Yeah. Yeah. I think it now it either comes down to they don't work well together, right? Or just they need to get their strategy better on point because, right, they because be, maybe they could be getting slays and not pushing at the right time on right. those on those uh um objective-based games right maybe they weren't getting the right kills at the right times exactly so these skills there they gotta they gotta do it they gotta put it all together but snipe down that's very convincing 16.28 that's very convincing so again we're hoping for big things in columbus from them um highest kill death wait is a kill death assist yes yeah Royal 2 from Optic Gaming taking first on this bad boy with 2.34. And then I'll talk about him, but we have two members from Reciprocity and Snipe Down and Mickwin. We have three members from uh, Splice with Shotzi, Renegade, and Eco. Um, so I'll go down the list because it's almost all top eight people. Yeah, almost. Yep. So Royal 2 with 2.34 KDA. Snipe down with a 2.17, Shotzi with a 2.15, Pistola with a 2.11, Renegade with a 2.09, Neptune with a 2.04, Mickwin with a 2.0, Frosty with a 2.0, and Eco with a 1.99. So, 
I guess that's kind of expected considering that all but one player in the top 10 made it to top eight. So, yeah, I, I guess that makes sense, realistically speaking, that the literally the top four teams, except Reneg- I mean, except Neptune, were, were represented in this top 10. Yeah. So that makes sense. Take the next one. All right. The next one is KD. So just without the assists. See a lot of the same players on this list, but I'll go through it anyway. Um, coming in first, Royal 2, 1.37. Snipe down from Reciprocity, 1.33. Renegade, 1.33 as well. Shotzi, 1.31. Um, Frosty, a 1.23. Saiyan, 1.21. Destroyed, 1.19. Pistola, 1.18. And Stellar with a 1.16. And then Neptune was in there as well with a 1.30. Thanks. That no was, problem, man. That's why I kind of started. I was going to say, I, I don't know what was, was going like, on there. I, <laughs> so what happened here was that my eyes could not focus and then I lost my spot and then I had to, I just picked up one spot down then when I should have. I'm sorry. Holy shit. That's crazy. <laughs> Your body's just like, nah, fuck it. We don't need eyes today. We're yep. good. Um, highest damage per game. Holy, it's a, whoo. All right. So, obviously, I'm not going to include a lot of these players because of skewed results. But Mick Wynn, I would say technically had the highest with 2,832 damage. Snipe down with 2,804 overall. Um, Baby J and Falcated, while they did not place near top eight, Baby J saying that he left his team because of their placing... Still had a pretty good result with 2,784. Uh, I just wanted to say, I know they're not top eight, but I just wanted to say that for that reason. Frosty with uh, 2,727. And San with 2,695. Next up, Will. Stronghold captures per, per game. game. There's no top eight teams on this list because oh shit, it is. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Like I said, this is where you can see that these some of these stats can get skewed by the wow. amount of game played. Um, Yet stronghold defenses there were. You can yes. take that one. Go ahead and take that one. All right, on stronghold defense, Shotzi had a two point five six per game. Um, straight sick from oxygen supremacy two point five. Frosty with a 2.38 and Pistol rounding out the top 10 with a 2.38 as well. You must really hate Neptune because you forgot him again with a 2.63. Neptune you must on top of everyone. Really hate him. I was just going to bring him back around here. <laughs> and Neptune on top of everyone with a 2.63. Holy shit. I'm sorry, Neptune, man. Oh, shout out to you, Neptune. Congratulations on sticking with, sticking with the old guys and getting your placing. Top six. It's fucking badass. My mind is just not registering his name today. No, just, no you, you forgot Neptune's a planet as well, didn't you? Yeah, I bet. Uh, this is really stupid what I just said there. Stronghold secures per game. Let's get back on track. Saiyan with 2.88. Shotzi with 2.78. Snakebite with 2.54. Frosty with 2.38. Ace with 2.38. I think it's the first time we've seen him on one of these lists. Yep. And that's it. All right. We get to skip the next one. Flag defense per game. Nobody's yep, on there. Oh my god. Flag returns per game. Still 
no top eight teams. Why? That's so surprising. They played more CTF games than anybody else. Yeah, but it makes it so that each member probably had more. Sure. Okay. The returns Duh, and makes the captures were spread out amongst the team. That's just so weird to me, though. Yeah. It's like, you played more of this game, therefore but, you had more opportunities to return to defense. I think that just goes to show how they switch up their strategy game to game. Because how objectively they, efficient they can be? I guess that, you could yeah, say. Yeah, it could be. Because they... Because if... That not say, one person is dedicated to the role. Yeah. Say Frosty yeah. is the only one re- running the flag. Right. The other team's just going to shut down Frosty the whole game. Right. Oh. God, fucking using your brain, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Here right. we go. Flag capture per game on the last Fuck yeah. List. Let's go. <laughs> Sparty with a 1.22. Saiyan with a 1.0. Lethal with a 0.92. And prototype. Prototype. What's up with the weird gamer tag? Just don't even worry about it. Prototype with a .83. Don't even worry about it. That's prototype. I can promise you that. Oh, prototype. (laughs) What are you doing to me here, man? (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, I I think that's actually kind of funny that that there are people who have an under a 1.0 for fly captures. So it's like they get it. Almost all the way there. And then it's like, oh, I got it, bro. And his teammate just puts it in. That's what it seems like to me. It's kind of funny. <laughs> and then last but not least, we have ball duration. Per- ah, just kidding. Oddball's not in this shit. <laughs> um, that's going to do it for your statistics for MLG Orlando. The big statistics, I guess you could say. Again, links to it will be in the show notes. You can check it out. Um, And if I'm not mistaken... That is also going to do it for our MLG Orlando post show. And that does it for the major segment of today's show. We're not done yet. GG's to Splice for taking home Orlando. All right, fuck it. GG's to Splice. Yeah, I hoped you didn't win. But you know what? They're they're proving that they're the dominant team. Oh, for sure. There's no doubt about it. There's absolutely no doubt about it. And... While I didn't want them to win, I'm sorry, guys. I'm an asshole. I didn't want you to win. But I have to respect your guys' skill. I say that all the time. I may not want an individual team to win or whatever for whatever reason I may have, but I can always respect a player's skill. I can always respect the amount of time that a player puts into the game and the dedication and the hard work and the drive that they have. So Splice, GG's to you guys. You clearly deserved it. And... I'm hoping that other teams come out with more competition for you guys in uh, Columbus. You know, we know that Optic practices all the time. Right. I want to know what Splice's regimen is. They probably do the same thing. I, I mean, I would figure with how well they're playing together, I just kind of want to know. Because well, it's never really been said that. Well, then let's, uh, let's, say, let's tell ourselves that we're going to find out if and when they stream. And we can try to see and find it out ourselves. All right. Because the way I look at it is, with all of these new kids, and I mean... That, yeah, they're they're kids, yeah. Um, in my mindset, like I'm fucking 26, so so 15 year olds, right? 15, 16, 17 year olds, right? These these young guns are showing that they have so much more dynamic movement. That was probably the biggest thing. That's what I've heard other pro players say about this squad. Their movement is incredible. Their movement is something out of this world. You you see them 
take routes that you've never seen before, jumps that you've never seen before. They find hidey holes that you've never known about in maps that have been out for three years. It's this squad knows where to go, knows where to hide, knows where to get advantage, and knows where other teams aren't going to see them, which is huge. Yeah. So hopefully these other teams, these other top teams can go back home, look at what Splice are doing and be like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing in these different scenarios. And they can bring that strategy to the next tournament. Um, With Orlando out of the way, with our first real segment out of the way, we move on to HWC London, which is this weekend. The fun never stops now that we're in tournament season. Holy shit. Let's go. Um, this one is going to be sponsored by Gfinity. Um, so MLG sponsors the North American events. Gfinity doing the London events. Well, the, the EU events, I mean. To, excuse me. I mean to say. Um, and I'll just read this from the Halo Waypoint website. Uh, live from the Gfinity Arena, the EU Halo WC 2018 London Finals is an open regional final where any team from Europe or the Middle East can register to compete and earn one of the four available Halo World Championship 2018 Finals spots. Top The top four teams in points before the event will earn free travel and hotel accommodations. Like last year's event, the tournament will feature an open double elimination bracket, just like MLG Orlando. The event will be seeded based on qualification points coming into the event. The region sports some of the Halo's top talent, who will rise to the occasion and claim their spot among the top 16. Um, The EU Halo World Championship 2018 London Finals will feature open 4v4 and free-for-all tournaments for any players residing in Europe or the Middle East. The 4v4 tournament will qualify the top four teams for the Halo World Championship 2018 Finals in Seattle, Washington via 32-team double elimination bracket. You can purchase spectator tickets, even though they may be sold out at this point. I don't know yet. Um, and you can, of course, get the Halo World Championship, the H, uh, Jesus Christ, the Halo Championship Series live emblem you can get if you go to the event. Same, you, It's the same exact emblem that you get for going to any live Halo event. And yeah. I believe that's really it. But the the main big thing to take away from this is that the top four 4v4 teams will qualify and receive an all-expense-paid trip for the Halo World Championship 2018 Finals. So this is it. If you were in the London or the Middle East, if you were in the EU or Middle East, this is it. You need to go to this event. You need to show up. Top four teams move on to the finals. This is big. It's hard for predict for predictions because I really only know of the two top teams that have been competing because they've kept their name. Well, it's going to be Vexed and Infused. Vexed and Infused. Top one, two. Yep. The order? We don't know. We've seen Vexed come I out s- on top. You know what? I'm going to do hot take right now because this is our show that goes out before, before London. London. So, uh, yeah, let's. Get, I'm going to get my predictions out right now. Based off who we have, Infuse is going to be number one. Vexed will be number two. I still think Infuse is a better team than Vexed. I agree. When Infused are on, they're the best team in Europe. Hands down. 3-4? I would like... 
you know what? I'm going to go based off, I'm going to go based off Orlando just for funsies right here. Okay. This, this was what I was going to say. I'm going to say Fable Esports is either three or four. That consists of SLG, Fragger, Cristola, and So Snaky. So Snaky. Yes. So Snaky. I, they take top three, four. Okay. I can agree with that. The reason why Vexen and Fuse took nine, 10. Fable took 12th. So they're close. They're right there. They're right there. And if we're talking about the best teams in the Europe and Middle East, yeah, duh. It's yep. going to be them. Um, And then let's see who else could we even have in here. Maestro with Ramirez, Flux, Batchford, and Two Foxy. Maybe, but that they placed real low in Orlando. I don't know. It depends on who else comes out to this event. We could have another upset in open bracket like we did with uh, Fyra. Yeah. I have no idea. So you're saying the third team, the third team you mentioned, I, I can't remember. My brain is Fable. apparently shutting off today. It's okay. Fable. Fable Esports. So I'd say, yeah, Fable takes third. Yep. And I think that fourth spot's up for grabs. Yes. So we'll see if it's going to be an open bracket team taking that or if they're, or if it may be, if it might be Maestro, but for sure, my my legitimate predictions, you're hearing it right now from me, for HWC London, first place is going to go to Infused, second place is going to go to Vexed, third place is going to go to Fable, fourth, like you said, Will, I think anybody's game. We'll just have to see. And if you are hyped for London, there's a countdown on Halo Waypoint, which will be included in the link. It's, it's coming fast. Yeah, it's on Friday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And hey, who knows? Maybe we'll see some new FFA talent come out of this as well. So that's exciting. I love seeing those tournaments. Those are always really fun to have. Gives more people uh, a competing chance as well. Make that money. Um, I think, let's see. Yeah, that's all I have. Halo World Championship London coming up this weekend. We'll have our post show next week along with uh, other game battles tournament information because... Believe it or not, while the HWC London goes on this weekend, that doesn't mean the Game Battles tournament stop. Oh, no! They're going on for all the other regions. So we'll have results for those as well. Um, For community creations, I wanted to include this last week, but, you know, fuck it. We had, um, we had Orlando. So while I'm going to say this is not even a real one, but again, for community creations, go watch Halo World Championship London. Go watch it this weekend. But this is the this is funny. So apparently, if you guys peruse the Reddit every now and again, and you are subscribed to r slash Halo, you might notice that recently, within like the past couple weeks, they decided that every Monday is going to be Meme Monday. And last week was funny, but this week is even more hilarious because apparently they just decided to roll with one meme and make variations on that one meme. And it's based off an armor design from Halo 5 and, and, and how ugly it is. And so if you go to uh, reddit.com slash r slash Halo and you just look at all the memes from Meme Mon- Monday, they'll probably all consist of one variation of an armor set in Halo 5 and how bad it looks. And they are hilarious. So, I probably won't include them for another community creations, but please know, every Monday, you can go to reddit.com slash r slash Halo, 
and look at some dank memes. And that's probably the only time you're going to hear me say dank memes on this show. Because I'm old. And I shouldn't be saying dank memes. Dank memes. So, are you looking at them right now, Will? I'm looking at them right Aren't now. Aren't they incredible? They're amazing. They're so good. Um, okay. That I think that's actually going to do it for today's show. Will, get off Reddit and plug the fucking show. Check us out on Twitter at HCS Pro Talk, Facebook.com backslash HCS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes. We snapping. I'm snapping. We snapping. Right uh, <laughs> follow us. Come check us out. Let us know what we're doing good. Let us know what we're doing wrong. Let us know what you want to hear. And maybe if you want to see a stream from the future, maybe we can do that. Let us know what you want to see. Yeah. I we, we're looking for feedback. Rate us on iTunes. Give it's us five stars because we're awesome. Or don't. Or don't. That's don't. your decision. Just give us something, man. Yeah, give us something. You know? <laughs> we're here for you. Rain, sleet, shine, bullshit. Doesn't matter. We're here. Giving you the giving you the hot HCS news and recaps and hot takes every week. Every Tuesday. Even though we record on Monday. I'm rambling at this point. Let's end this motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, next week, on next week's show. Like I said, Game Battles Tournament recaps. We'll have news. We'll have community creations. And then we'll also have our Halo World Championship London post-show where we talk about all that fun stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for the latest episode 8 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. And as always, we'll catch you next week. But until then, have a great one. Play some Halo. Or play other games. It's up to you. But you should play some Halo. All right, bye.